Good morning, everybody. What's going on, y'all? This is Ruckus Mine, and this is the Codename Agents of Chaos podcast. I want to thank everybody for joining me this morning. We in Nassau, y'all. Oh, yeah. All the way in Nassau. I had to make the trip over the pond just to talk to some people and to, to reconnect with some family that, you know, all of that good stuff that need to be done. So we want to take this opportunity to wish everybody a safe passage into 2022 and blessings in the winter solstice to everybody. We have a very special guest with us today. Let's see if we can go ahead and, and get him on the line. Yeah, hello. Hey, Brother Sammy, what's happening, my brother? Hey, all is well. Man, sorry about that, man. You, you, you know the devil busy, and you know he 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 decided to pick this morning to do fool on WhatsApp. But anyway, uh, yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, with us today, with us this morning, we have brother Sammy Starr, veteran senior man recording artist. Would you agree, sir? <laughs> yeah, I, I I guess so, boy. That means, that means we getting old, bro. That's what that means. No, 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 uh-uh, bullshit. We ain't, we ain't going through that. No, 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 we, we ain't getting old. We're, we're getting better with time, sir. <laughs> yeah, I got you, I got you, I got you. How, is, how have you been? Good, man, good, good. Things have been good. I've been working, living, you know, just, just, just keeping it rolling. All right, all right. And, and how is your family? Oh, good. Everybody's good. That's, better that's, than me. Now, now, see, y'all, y'all, y'all niggas is say things like that, right? Is 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 that? But I have to look forward to when I finally decide to get my uh, team chocolate empress queen. For them. <laughs> That's exactly what you have to look forward to. Yeah, all the news today better than me, too. <laughs> but yeah, I know. Anyway, but you know what? It seemed to be waking for y'all, and 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 you seem to be. A very highly blessed and favored man, and I ain't gonna tell you no lie. I, I want some of that still. So yeah, if if they gotta do better than me, for me to get that, then you know, I I, I guess if I don't have a it's choice, all good. It, it works out. Trust yeah. me, it balances out. Okay, okay, all right. I wish you on that. So, um, like I said, this is the Codename Agents of Chaos podcast. With us today, we have veteran senior man, Bahamian recording artist Sammy Starr with us this morning. So, but uh, Sammy. I'm going to take this opportunity now to kind of, you know, go over the standard questions when we have a, a, an artist of your caliber on this show. So let's start at the beginning. You know, who is Sammy Starr? Where did, where did, where did the origins come from? What, what got you into entertainment? You know, let's start at the beginning. Let, let, who is Sammy Starr? Well, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm a, a veteran entertainer, mm-hmm. uh, you said that already. Um, that's definitely who I am today. Um, as far as the origins, um, it definitely started with me just, you know, watching the industry at large and then realizing that I have um, some talent to do kind of the same things that I was such a huge fan of, whether it's watching um, people uh, perform in their music videos or mm-hmm seeing um, producers make tracks and all that kinds of stuff, writing songs. I was always a huge fan of that since I was, you know, since I was like a teenager, mm-hmm. a young teenager. And then, you know, um, getting older, graduating high school and stuff like that. I, I realized that, you know, there was a way to get into it. You didn't just have to be a fan, mm. you, could, you know, work towards getting into it. Okay. Um, and, um, and I did just that. 
you know, and days pass, months pass, years pass, and I just learned more and more and okay. um, worked worked more and more, mm-hmm. you know, um, released a song or two here and there and uh, kept working and one thing led to the next and here we are, veteran entertainer. <laughs> all, all, all of these, now we can say decades later now, you know what I'm saying, so... Yeah, decades later, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. So, uh, Brother Sami, was there a a moment in your life that you knew that music was your calling and this is what you wanted to do for the rest of your life? Um, yeah, yeah. I tell us about that. There was a specific moment. I think it was when, um, it was when I released the um, the Good to Know You song, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people call it the I Love You song. I mm-hmm. love you. <laughs> but the Good to know you song, that was a song that I released on um, uh, like a reggae track, mm-hmm. a, a culture reggae track. I released that song. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what was going to happen with it. Matter of fact, everyone on my team told me not to release it because it was like boring. You know what I mean? It wouldn't do much. Yeah, I sounded good singing, but you know, lyrics wasn't that good. It was boring, laid back, and no one was gonna really enjoy it. Let 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 let's, re- let's let's stop right there. Um, yeah. Your team told you that. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. But 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 brother Sami, um, they really. Let's <laughs> listen to me, bro. You, you, you. That's one of my favorite Sami. St- star tracks like really that, that that that's the song Chips. that that is the song that if not released you wouldn't know me today well mother sec <laughs> so yeah you know i went against i went against the grain and went against about it and so, i released it anyway and that song blew out of the hemisphere yes that it did song, yeah that song took me from no one knowing my name to me being the most popular entertainer in the country. Exactly. Yeah. Now, 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 are these are some of are these people still a part of your team? Um, one of them. Oh, okay. Them. All right. So, all right. So, uh, yeah, because um, they 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 clearly kind of they kind of missed the train on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we were more. We were more R and B driven back then. Okay. You know? We okay. were more R and B back then and me doing music songs on the like the, the culture reggae vibe type of thing was mm. a new thing for okay. us. Okay. We were more R and B then. Okay. You know? So I guess that I kinda explain it. And then, you know, none of us, me included, were really thinking long term. Mm. You know? I just tried something because at the time that was the hottest form of music in the country. Okay. The culture the Jackie or Egyptians and mm-hmm. Aline and you know all mm-hmm. those people were like the hardest artists even though they're not Bahamian they were the hardest artists in the country at the time mm-hmm. so I just wanted to get on that train I, 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 I think that particular song proved to the Bahamian public and by extension the world that Bahamians have the talent and the professionalism to not only compete with well-known established artists, but also to thrive and carve their own lane and say, hey, listen, we got talent over here too. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, now, here's the thing about Good to Know You, uh, Brother Zami. Uh, you need to kind of be mad at YouTube. 
because there's a version of the song that I found. Um, yeah, you 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 you, 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 need, you need to upload a version of that yourself, bro. Because the, the this version that I find it just don't do you no justice. You know, I at the time when that song came out and blew up, I was not big on on those types of platforms mm. at all. Like you know, I wasn't. And if you could tell, I probably didn't even upload that. Wow! Well, no, 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 you didn't. Clearly not. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> At the time, I wasn't into that stuff, like, at all. Okay, okay. You know, really green in the industry, all that kinds of stuff. So mm-hmm. if there's anything from me on YouTube anywhere between, say, 2007 and 2011, 12, I probably didn't put it there. But no, you, you, <laughs> you didn't put it there. This person uh, clearly was trying to, you know, like how DJs are chopping, screw the song. Yeah. Ah, yeah. And yeah. and he completely uh, disrespected the eye. Oh wow! <laughs> well, we gotta fix that. Even though it's years later, we gotta. Yeah, fix we, that. we yeah, you fix that, man. Because you know, I I like the song so much. I used to play that wherever I go. I would play it in New York, Virginia, uh, Canada, uh, the UK. I even played it once. This was in Singapore, and people were vibing to it. And man, who's that? And I'm like. I want to tell y'all, but I don't want y'all to go on YouTube and see that shit. Because <laughs> I want to do that to my brethren. Yeah, I mean, just that's an example of, 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 you know, not just being ignorant in the industry itself. Because imagine had I known mm. how, how all of that worked back then. I, I, I could have made some nice nice money. Oh, yeah, you could have made some coin now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, but yeah, it's all good. We yeah, live and we learn. Yeah, 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 we do, we do. So, yeah, so the breakthrough was good to know you. And um, what um, what would you, okay, obviously that's when it took off for you. So that time period after you releasing Good to Know You, what was that time period like? Well, that time period was an eye-opener, definitely. Mm-hmm. Because I... I began to see and experience what it was like to be, to become popular, mm-hmm, right? To mm-hmm. become, I guess, quote unquote, famous, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. I began to see and experience what it was like, not just really watching other people do it mm-hmm. and hoping to do it myself, you know? I began to actually experience it. Mm-hmm. And so at the time, I, early on in, in the time, at that time when I first be- began to become popular, mm-hmm. I still didn't really, um, do what I was supposed to do in terms of um, getting the business right, mm. right? In terms mm-hmm. of um, building the brand or whatever. I just kept working. I just kept making more songs and mm-hmm. making more songs and making more songs <laughs> and performing wherever I could perform. Well, you know, let, let, yes, let, let's, let's stop right there too. Um, yeah. You mentioned getting the business right. Um, what What does getting the business right mean to you? What that well now mm-hmm. what it means to me is making sure that all of your papers are uh, are filled in correctly. Mm-hmm. All your T's across and your I's are dotted mm-hmm. in terms of where the money is going from the work that you do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And how much how much money are you getting and how much money are you paying out? Mm-hmm. That's to me, right? Establishing um, ownership of your work, mm-hmm. whether that's um, whether you wrote a song or not, whether you produced a song or not, mm-hmm. uh, does the record company own your masters? Do you own them? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
is all your music copywritten? Mm-hmm. You know, is everybody um, identified on the record that had something to do with it? Mm-hmm. Um, licensing, have you licensed songs? Is, is the licensing done properly? Are you getting that money from the licensing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just 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 building the catalog. Okay. Um, to me, that's that's what the business is, making sure that that's done correctly. Would you say that enough emphasis is put on that with Bahamian music in general? Do do you find that artists take the time out to make sure the business is straight or they just want to just be artists and create? Now they do. Okay. Um, right. Um, I, over the last, I would say, year or so, mm-hmm. um, I've been a part of a lot of official discussions in terms of trying to create platforms to educate mm-hmm. entertainers in particular mm-hmm. about this 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 exact same thing that we're talking about mm-hmm. because a lot of them are now um, concerned about their place in the industry as far as the business goes okay and a lot of them are now aware of the business and if they don't know how to get it done they're now trying to seek knowledge mm-hmm. and education on on, on getting it done. So now I think um, entertainers are definitely taking it more seriously. Before, no, because okay. I just gave you an example of me. I mm-hmm. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't even that. I was in the studio. Mm-hmm. I was in the studio and I was on stage, mm-hmm. you know. But I was never in in, in an office mm-hmm. sitting down with with someone looking at papers or online going over forms. I was never doing any of that. Mm-hmm. But I'm, we're doing it now, though. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Um, would you say that's your proudest accomplishment to date professionally or is there something else you are, you you see that you know kind of trumps that well um my proudest accomplishment today i always say well but then you said professionally so you were specific yeah but um um as far as music goes um professionally music i guess the mm-hmm. industry yes um it would be winning Winning um, the competition, the Music Masters competition, okay. uh, Master in Sound in 2015, winning that, and then being able to get an official um, deal with Sony Records mm. and um, working with them, Sony Latin to be specific. Let's let's working... let's let's talk about that for a little bit. How did that actually okay. come about? Well, um, to my understanding. Um, Sony Latin was working with the government mm. at the time in terms of branding Bahamas Jumping Carnival. Okay. Right? Mm. Um, I believe that that's, that's the, the basis of, mm-hmm. of the relationship. Okay. And I think a part of that was that they were really marketing the Music Masters competition mm-hmm. in terms of creating a concept to market Bahamian music to the world. Okay. Right? And they wanted to go through a, a major record list. Okay. And I don't know whose idea it was or, you know, who was at the forefront of the discussions, but um, Sony Music, Sony Sony Music Latin, Sony mm-hmm. Latin um, became the label that the government was was working with or discussing okay. all these with. Okay. And it came up with the agreement where as whomever would have won the music masters competition would have had the opportunity to work with them yeah. in 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 what capacity they did not exactly spell out mm-hmm. 
Um, but it what the, the gist of it was that Sony Latin would help to market the music of Full Metal One. Okay. And uh, what that turned into, um, as a result, well, I won, um, Obviously. which was great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, what that turned into was Sony actually offering um, a contract mm -hmm. to to the artist that won. Mm, okay. And the contract included, obviously, their marketing and music and, you know, a regular a regular record deal. Okay, okay. Uh, which, in hindsight, you know, I, I wish was a little different. Um, but, you know, <laughs> okay. at the time, it was excited to be able to get that type of opportunity, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. So it went from the government working with Sony to the winner actually getting an opportunity to get signed to Sony, okay. which was which was good. Now, is that an ongoing situation? Are you still with Sony or have you parted ways with them? How it was an ongoing situation. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it got to the point where, as, um, you know, I, I was in discussions with them in terms of kind of putting more mm -hmm behind the music okay um i think more interested in fulfilling their obligation to the government as okay. opposed to actually um building the brand for the artist in okay. particular okay right okay so so the, so you know they maintain their part of the paperwork sure mm. um but in terms of putting the machinery behind the music they didn't really do that okay okay you know so and that's why i said in hindsight you know i wish it would have been different different, different okay um allowing me to do what i do mm -hmm. and you just push it you know what i mean okay. you spend money on, on making sure everyone around the world hears and sees it mm -hmm. that would have been probably been a better deal okay uh, and so um there there was an expiration date on the contract mm -hmm. i think it was for like about three years or so okay. afterwards we didn't just part ways um they um passed me on to their distribution company, which is called The Orchard. Okay. Right? And so I'm still signed to The Orchard right now. Mm -hmm. um, and The Orchard does what Sony uh, would have done. But The Orchard has more of a thing that I was talking about. Okay. Whereas I do my thing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I make a deal with them to to put in the market and, and stuff like that. Okay. Catch to, catch to that is um that's like a um that's like a prepaid type of thing mm. yeah. okay. um, an advance if you would call it okay 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 <laughs> money they spend you know they obviously they have to recoup yes okay yeah all right well uh i don't know if we won't get too deep into that because you know then you start getting yeah, into that's, that's, that's a whole interview yeah all, yeah. By, all by itself then we start getting into you know puff daddy and bad boy entertainment area uh yeah. so, so yeah <laughs> so tell us sammy uh you you mentioned earlier about um watching persons and seeing persons and and getting inspiration from from those persons to actually start and build your career to what it is now who are some of the persons you would say were major influences on who sammy star is now well initially um, believe it or not, mm -hmm. he's no longer, I don't think he's no longer like mainstream stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think he's still performing and recording, but not mainstream. An artist, an R&B artist from back in the day called Genuine. All right, all right. Yeah, Genuine. Right. His song, Pony. Mm. He had a video for that song called Pony, and I saw that video. 
I saw that video. I think it was like they were playing like re reruns of like older songs when mm. I I got the COD. Mm. And um, I saw that BT was doing like uh, you know, like when they play like the old videos and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right. Yeah. And I saw that. I was like, what in the world? You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. I was like, Bruh. I said, what? You know, because his singing was was tremendous, mm. but the dance moves in particular, I was like, this is what I'm talking about. All right, all right. Like I could do that. You know what I mean? I was like. <laughs> And I was like, girls love it too. Because uh, I used to hear girls all the time talk about this genuine, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Genuine abs and hip dancing and all this kind of stuff. And uh, me, I, I love the girls. So whatever, whatever <laughs> from the girls, I was with it. All right. You know, I was like, I can do all of this stuff that girls love him for. Mm. You know, at the time, it wasn't, no, no one was really checking for me or whatever. I was pretty much the nerd on the block, ah. you know. Um, yeah, I couldn't get the phone numbers. I wasn't the popular guy. You know, they wasn't saying, oh, Sammy's so good looking, blah, blah. <laughs> I wasn't nowhere. In, I wasn't the jock. I wasn't the star in the basketball team. None of that stuff, bro. Right. So I was I was pretty much at the bottom of the food chain, but I was really talented kid singing dance. Nobody mm. knew. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. And when I saw that, I was like, okay, this is my, this is my way in. Okay, <laughs> you okay, know? okay. All right. And, yeah, so I started. I I started, you know, practicing Journey Wine's dance moves and learning his songs and all kinds of stuff, and started writing my own. So that that was the original thing. Mm -hmm. um, moving moving forward, um, I I patterned I patterned myself after um, an artist in particular, Usher. Remember Usher? Oh yeah, well, oh yeah, oh yeah. Usher, World by Storm. Obviously, he was out since he was a kid, but yeah. I mean. As an adult, when he came out with that um, You Make Me Wanna song, okay, okay. that changed music history forever, globally. Mm. Mm. Uh, you Make Me Wanna. That changed the way we look at music, period. I don't care what genre you're doing. Right? Facts. Um, that song was really the light bulb that went off in my head, mm. you know, because I was like, this is very creative. This is very open. Mm. He's really singing. He's really crooning on the song. Mm. He's dancing, you know what I mean, and he's he, he has the looks of just a boy from around the corner. He's not a light skinned curly hair, blue eyed pretty boy. Like he's like regular brown skinned cute boy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that really showed me. I was like, anyone can do it, really. You know? Yeah. I'm not saying I was ugly or anything. Honestly. I'm just saying, you know, the regular looking, like it, the superstar of Get Apple for the regular looking folks, too. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to look like something that's unattainable. You okay, know what I mean? Okay, okay. All like right. they do like model industry. And that was really it for me. Like mm -hmm. um, that was my biggest inspiration, seeing the way Usher's career mm -hmm. really exploded. That, okay. that was my big inspiration. Okay. Uh, well, I, I want to ask this, too, as a follow up. Um when it comes to fellow Bahamian entertainers, I want you, I want you to go back to the beginning or the genesis of your career. Um, when you started, you know, rubbing shoulders and, and coming into contact with persons that have been probably performing and singing as long as we've been alive, you know, tell us a little bit about how those interactions started and, and what was the the 
time like? What was the emotions like? Um, what was the yeah? What, what what was that time period like for you? Well, at first, I didn't come into contact with any of them. You know, okay. Um, at, at first, it was just me and me and my boys, mm. like locked away in the studio, just working on things. Mm-hmm. Um, we we never really came into contact with any of any of the the pioneers, I call them. Mm. Or any of the seasoned veterans, like you would call me today. We yes. we never really been in the contact with them. I would always admire them from afar. Mm. Um, a couple in particular, with well, one in particular, like Ronnie Butler, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Ronnie Butler was the god to me. You know, mm-hmm. small yes, genius, like, like to me. Like I was like, there's no way anyone can do what Ronnie Butler has done. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like he was an he was um, an an absolute, actual real life icon. Yes. Like whenever, whenever he showed up, it doesn't matter who was performing on the stage. Whenever he showed up, everyone would go on the stage or go towards the stage and become like totally um, placed in a trance mm-hmm. um, to his performance. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and I wanted to be like that. Mm. Like whenever he signed. Whenever he sang, it it totally changed everything, mm-hmm. and I really I really wanted to be like that, you know. Um, I never got the chance to work with Ronnie Butler. Mm-hmm. I I met him one time. I met him one time. Yeah. Well, well, not not one time. I I I've spoken to him several times, mm-hmm. but I sat down with him one time. Okay. Right. Um, and it was at the Reef Restaurant. Oh, uh-huh. all right, all right. <laughs> I, I walk in there and I was just like, well, I'm about to sit, sit at the same table as Ronnie Butler. Here he is sitting in a small frame, quiet, right? Mm-hmm. Eating a bowl of uh, boiled fish. <laughs> boiled fish drinks and Johnny Cake. Right? Oh, I walked in there and I was in awe. I couldn't believe it. I was like, my, this is Ronnie Butler. This is Ronnie Butler. <laughs> you know, so I'm sitting there and he, not a care in the world, he is oblivious mm-hmm. as to how blown away I am. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And he's just there sitting talking to me like he knew me for a thousand years. And we're talking about this record that I had just written. Mm-hmm. Right? Called mm-hmm. No More. Mm-hmm. And I wanted him to feature on this record. So it would have been like a like a duet with, with, with he and I. Well, not really a duet, like a feature. Okay, okay. He would have been uh, he would have been like like the senior guy telling me how to deal with women mm. it was that type of, right mm-hmm. and um and he had agreed to do the record all right and we were yeah i was listening to me i was i don't know how to describe the feeling but i was so happy he had agreed to do the record right mm. and um we were just getting you know started to get things done that was i was there that was my first real interaction with anyone like that i met and then i met sweet emily ah shout out to sweet emily Sweet Emily was definitely the number one entertainer in the country, right? Oh, yes. Um, most definitely, no question about it, right? Queen of Junkin, she was everywhere, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I met her, she was actually in the studio recording with one of the guys um, who was on my team at the time. Mm-hmm. And I, man, listen, I, I was in awe at just her voice, her work ethic, mm-hmm. talent, uh, tenacity, mm-hmm. um, you have no idea, man. Sweet Emily has to be the hardest working entertainer ever. You know, um, being able to work, and I actually ended up having the opportunity to work with her. All right, all right. 
yeah, on producing some records for her what? early on. This a long time ago. She was trying something new. Um, she had um, kind of went uh, in a different direction from the Junkanoo mm-hmm. breaking scrape music, and she it was more like a she was trying like this um, like a kind of reggae fusion type of thing. Okay, okay. Time that's that's what I was messing with, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had the opportunity to produce a couple of records for her, and they came up pretty nice. Mm. Um, she did, she did, she did okay with them. But I, I guess you know, um, people probably weren't really ready at mm. that time. Yeah. But that fusion and movement, you know, it was still either you doing straight Bahamian music, or you doing music from another genre. Not mm. it ain't really yeah. fusion. Yeah. You know, so I'm. It, I I don't think it did as well as she wanted it to, but obviously it's, it kept the current. Mm-hmm. Kept the current, okay, and she yeah. was still. With, with what she does, you okay. know, Emily, Emily Campbell's, you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, so, and that's, so that's another legend that I really had the chance to work with, mm-hmm. um, Iris Starr, I eventually met Iris Starr, oh, shout out to Iris Starr and the Spank Band, let me tell you, man, I had eventually met Iris Starr, and uh, the amount of respect I had for Iris Starr uh, uh, exploded after I actually met him and went in studio and watched him work, mm. You know, I didn't realize that Iris Starr was actually, actually A to Z, the 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 actual creator of everything that he puts out. I didn't know that. I knew him as a musician, right? Mm. Not as a not as an in depth producer. Okay, okay. So when I went in studio and saw that he actually like literally produced everything that he puts out. You could imagine the level of respect that I got. You, 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 you got to have that kind of respect as I mean, that's a, that, that, that's, that's vet experience right there. You know what I mean? That, yeah. that, that, that yeah. could only add to your knowledge. Yeah. And then of course, D-Mac. Yeah, D-Mac uh, was. Shout out uh, to D-Mac. D-Mac. Yeah. You remember when D-Mac came out with the, the, the digging in your, your, your bongee song. Yeah. 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 You know, when he came out with that, he changed, he changed the industry period. Yes. He just he took over, and I think he's been the number one artist in the Bahamas ever since. Yeah, he, you know, he, he, uh, he revolutionized Rake and Scrape. He did. He definitely did. He changed it. He introduced that up-tempo, mm-hmm. um, that up-tempo, groovy feel. Yes. Uh, that sweet-sounding uh, guitar. He oh, definitely yeah. introduced that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, uh, uh, but, but well, before him, I think Aristotle had had was well on the way to, to establishing that, but I think DMAC took it in another direction. Mm. And um, that changed the game altogether. Altogether, yeah. And I think on top of the food chain, and he's still there, in okay. my opinion. Um, um, so, yeah. I, I, yeah, so. I, 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 I want to ask this. Um, to Sammy Starr, what is Bahamian music? Um, I don't know if you anticipate us having a controversial discussion or something on that based on the discussions that would have been around. Um, but we're not because Bahamian music is clearly defined and um I don't think I don't see why we have long discussions on it. Bahamian music is the music of the Bahamas, bro. It's pretty much that simple. Yeah, pretty much. It's the music that it the mu- it's the music that describes the country mm-hmm. and it defines our culture. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's music that's indigenous to us. There's yes. no way around that. So if you're a reggae artist and you're Bahamian, you're Bahamian doing reggae music. That's not Bahamian music. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a rap artist mm-hmm. and and you're doing rap music, but you're you were born in, in, in Exuma, you're 
you're um, a Bahamian music. Yeah. Bahamian music is music that's indigenous to us. That would be the music that's a part of our culture. Mm-hmm. For me, that's raking, scrape, jumping new, and I guess they're, they're trying to form an umbrella for all those genres of Bahamian music and call it gombe. I think they're still working on that. Okay. Uh, but um, I guess so I guess you can include the term gombe. But that's it, bro. If it's not raking, scrape, if it's mm-hmm. not jumping new. It's not Gombe or storytelling, I call it, like what Ronnie Butler used to do. Yes. Uh, yeah, Ronnie Butler and uh, Pat Ronnie mm. and, and those fellas, like what they used to do, then uh, it's not the enemy music, bro. Yeah, I, and I, I, I definitely agree and I see uh, where you're coming from. Um, I've always been of the opinion and the impression that um, yes, Bahamian music is unique to the culture of us as a country. Um, it needs a little more exposure, in my opinion. Um, but it oh, does a lot, a lot, more. <laughs> a lot more. Okay, a lot more exposure Local, locally and internationally. People yeah. just say internationally, but mm-hmm. I say locally as well because mm-hmm. you asked me that question. You asked me that question simply because of the fact that it's not exposed enough. It, it, yes. It's not taught enough. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. If it was, you wouldn't have to ask me that question. Exactly. As uh, I remember coming up in school, um, and unfortunately, I saw this play out in both the private schools and the public schools. Um, even something that is known to be uniquely Bahamian, Junkanoo, you know, we would at lunchtime, break time, after school, whatever you could find a beat on, we would beat them and we would improvise using like geometry sets and, you know, pointsiana shakers, you know, we'd be, we would improvise what we could find on and create Junkanoo. And both the private and the public schools was like, y'all need to stop that. You know, y- y'all around here making a bunch of noise. I'm like, y'all niggas can't be serious. <laughs> y'all do realize yeah. that every year on the 26th and on the face, Everybody loses their mind to this junk new music. I thought it would have been an opportunity for them to say, hey, listen, these kids look like, you know, we, we need to not nurture this and, and, and cultivate this properly. But no, they put the squash on it. I'm mean, like, seriously? <laughs> yeah, I, I totally understand what you mean. That's a perfect example of not of not enforcing, you know, um, people learning about what the music is. I, I'm not ingraining the love for the culture. Mm. In, in the kids like what you're talking about if the teachers if the teachers would have been like boy y'all know y'all playing something exactly exactly like get you excited get you excited about about the music that's yours as opposed to killing you know killing that that love for it because that's pretty much what you're doing by not allowing y'all to play or not allowing y'all to feel the groove you know yeah man uh, I, I, something you mentioned earlier too like you know that that question is a loaded question uh, that's something we can have to bring you back on the show to talk about, cause uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's that's right. a <laughs> that's a topic. All all, that's a loaded topic, all on its own. I can talk about that all day. Listen, I I am definitely all about us making Bahamian music global, mm. and that starts with us being able to establish what it is, you know, yes. as a as opposed to other genres of music and other um other sounds. Um, in terms of where they originated from, like, you know, like mm-hmm. countries and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm definitely a strong proponent for that. So whenever, right. whoever wants to come, let's <laughs> fight. Let's fight. Yeah, let's yeah. fight. Let's do it. All the smoke. Hashtag all the smoke. <laughs> all the 
bring them all. I don't care. So um, I do want to ask too, like in your opinion, when you look at the Bahamian musical landscape, just in general, what are your thoughts and impressions? It's a melting pot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unfortunately, and I, yes, I said unfortunately, it's unfortunately a melting pot. Mm-hmm. We have so many people trying to do different things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, it, and, and it's, and when we try to compare ourselves to other genres from other countries, one thing that they have in common mm-hmm. is that most of the people from those countries are doing the music of that country. Mm. That's the one thing they all have in common. Yes. Right? Yes. Let's use one very, two very specific examples. Mm. Jamaica, mm-hmm. Trinidad and Tobago, mm-hmm. right? All of the entertainers you know from Jamaica that are currently popular today, what kind of music do they do? Reggae music slash dance hall. Exactly. All of the entertainers from Trinidad and Tobago that you know today that are very popular, what kind of music do they do? That would be your soca um, and everything associated with like carnival, bacchanal, crop over, things yeah, like that. Exactly. That's the point. You see there? Mm-hmm. Point made. Mm-hmm point made Mm -hmm. but in the bahamas Mm -hmm. in the bahamas most of the entertainers that are well known here or working on being well known they either do rap Mm -hmm. they do r&b they do soca they do reggae Mm -hmm. they do you understand they do rakins you see all those different genres i named yes right Mm -hmm. that is the problem the -hmm. problem is we're not trying to build our sound Mm -hmm. we're just trying we're just trying to get in where we fit in, which is exactly what I did mm-hmm. when I first tried to get into the industry. And a lot of people would use the argument that, well, see, that got you here. We know you now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I said that's unfortunate. And I used to talk about it all the time when I went on the radio stations. I used to say, I used to say, I'm not actually very happy about the fact that um, I am suddenly famous or popular now in the Bahamas, because the reality is. Everyone loved this song and, and, and listened to this song. Good to know you I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't realize that I was a Bahamian. They wow. thought Santa was Jamaican. Wow. Most, like 85% of the people that requested that song, downloaded that song, listened to that song, thought I was Jamaican. Wow. Until I showed about the shows and until I went to the radio stations. Wow. You know? And so what, which means that it grew in popularity because they thought it was foreign music. You know what I mean? Um, granted, I was able to, to maintain the brand and build the brand because of the level of talent and, uh, and production we were putting out, mm-hmm. right? But unfortunately, it got its boost based on the Bahamian public not realizing that it was Bahamian. Let's, 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 let's talk about that for a spell. Um, is it your belief that in general, I will say it again, in general, for the people in the back who don't listen, in general, because I can smell your <laughs> fingers on the comment section right now, in general, <laughs> yeah. do you feel as if Bahamians uh, appreciate foreign more than, than domestic? Yeah, definitely. I, I would agree too. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think... Based on what I've seen, 
I think it's because it's it's a it's from an entertainment perspective, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're not entertained by the person who's driving on the street next to you, right? Mm-hmm. You're more entertained by someone who you think you'll never meet, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Someone who you think has attained a status in life that you possibly won't get to, but you can dream about it. Well, no, right? my, well, well, um, I I I understand what you're saying, bro. Um. I've noticed that there is a bit of a a disconnect. This is why I say that. Um, you mentioned Jamaica. Is mm. is Vibes Cartel a Jamaican? Yes. Do the people in Jamaica love him? Yeah. But to see death. Now, <laughs> yeah. See, see, stick a pin right there. I mm. was going there. Mm. Right. Trying mm. to jump the gun on 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 what I was saying. Oh, right. pardon me, pardon me. No, you're fine. Mm. See, the reason why that's the case is because you just made the point. You're talking about Jamaica. Mm. I'm specifically talking about the Bahamas. Mm. I was going to get there. Mm. This is the Bahamian mentality. Ah, okay. Right? The Bahamian mentality is if, if you were next door Bahamian to me, I'm not going to rate you based on your talent. I'm going to rate you based on your success. Ah, okay. That is true. So that is true. It doesn't matter how much good music Sammy Star makes. I'll listen to it. I'll go out to it. I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's nice. But I don't treat Sammy Star like a big name artist mm-hmm. until he goes to the U.S. and gets popular, until mm-hmm. he wins a Grammy, until he has music videos playing on BET and MTV, mm-hmm. until he is singing in stadiums, or until he's selling millions of records, mm-hmm. and or until he's rich. Yeah. Right? Until that happens, Sammy Star is just another average Bahamian who's trying to make music. Mm. And so I don't rate him like that. Let's mm. use all of the people that we hold in high regard as far as that type of thing goes right now. Shawnee Miller, Shawnee Miller, Weibo. Weibo, yeah. Right? Mm. Shawnee went to that. Mm-hmm. Shawnee was the top athlete in the country for as long as she was here. Yes. But we didn't care. Mm. Right? No, no. We right. Shawnee didn't become a, a hero until she won gold at the Olympics. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Gold girls, same thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I'll use the, the most recent example, Kai Jones, who, who got drafted in the NBA. I think he was like number 14 or yes. some, I think between 11 and 14, somewhere in there. Right? Mm-hmm. Charlotte Hornets. Did you know Kai Jones before he got drafted in the NBA? No, you no, didn't. No. Right? But Kai Jones was killing. From day one, he was killing. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But we didn't celebrate Kai Jones because Kai Jones hadn't hadn't made it on the world stages yet. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, Bahamian. Bahamian were, you know, well, I guess they're kind of an anomaly, but Bahamian were, uh, were were making music from, from I was a wee baby. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and they were making very good music. Mm-hmm. But until they won that Grammy, mm-hmm. they were not a household name in the Bahamas. As hard as they were working, yes. as good as good of a brand they had built, as as wonderful as their sound was, that they were actually doing the thing in terms of taking the Bahamian sound to the world. Mm-hmm. Fred Ferguson was in that band, so Fred could tell you. Fred <laughs> is another boy. Fred is a strong proponent for the Bahamian sound, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. No one cared until they won that Grammy. So that's just the Bahamian mentality. We just don't really appreciate our own and love our own until they 
actually leave the Bahamas and become successful. Once that happens, mm -hmm. then, you know, then they really put that strong, that strong patriotic support, I call it. Yeah. Behind entertainers. There, there are a few um, small examples of this, and I mentioned one of them, and that was Ronnie Butler. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. Ronnie Butler was able to do what I've never seen before, and that's be local mm -hmm. and be an absolute superstar. I had never seen that before, before or after Ronnie Butler. The closest thing to that to me um, were like uh, two two other examples. That would be uh, obviously Sweet Emily. Mm -hmm. uh, well, three: Sweet Emily, mm -hmm. um, uh, Phil Stubbs. Okay, and. Um, Oh man, her name's right on the tip of my tongue. God rest her soul. Um, oh man, what's her name? Man? Would it be Therese Hepburn? Therese Hepburn. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Therese Hepburn. Rest in Besides peace to Therese. Those, I can't think of anyone um, that would have had that kind of. The closest thing to any of them to me would be me. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, me. Um, mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, I, I don't remember. And, and then I did mainstream music at that. Mm -hmm. You know, I yeah. don't remember any other entertainer like going to like places and like crowds actually like screaming, like, yeah. acting the, like carrying on bad. Like I, I like I couldn't like go to malls and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. the schools. I couldn't, you know what I mean? I I couldn't do any of that stuff because I would get like absolutely mobbed. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I I think we could throw one more person in in that echelon, uh, KB. And oh, of course, KB. Yeah, of course. But then you know, KB, KB did that because of it, for me that was like that for KB because of his body of work, mm. and you know, so I think it, it, that was a different spectrum um, mm. to me. Yeah. That's why I didn't put that because I'm talking mm. about, um, I'm I'm really talking about not really a catalog per se. Okay, okay, okay. But but the social response to your mm. presence is, okay. is really what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, okay. Because if you put you know you got to put D Mac there. Oh yeah. yeah. You got to put D Mac there. You got to put um. um uh, what's 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 the name of, of the artist? Well, I I don't know why these artists. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's something about microphones and interviews and and and, and yeah. And the, the mind is just draw a blank. And I'm seeing him right now with the hat on, and the sunglasses, um, with the, that smooth performing body. He had the mosquito bites on. Oh, Gino and D. Gino D. Gino D. Yeah. Gino D. You got to put all these fellas in there. Yeah. Because all these fellas have catalogs and hits that yes. sign decades, right? So you got to put all them in there. But yeah, so, you know, um, at the end of the day, I think it goes back to the mentality that we have as the humans. We, we have so, we, we have so little love and, and, and ingrained patriotic support for one another. Yeah. That have to fight and get out to mm -hmm. be loved coming, you know, and I, I think that's the main thing. I actually think that's the main thing that has stopped our creative industry from from blossoming in mm. my opinion i okay. think if that one nugget was mm. present we would have a much bigger creative creative industry than we have and then the last thing is the truth of the matter is bro we haven't figured it out yet in, in terms of the sound that we're going to send to facts. the world we facts. Figured facts. It, you know mm. and i'm talking about up to today mm. we're still trying to work with fusions we're still trying to work with different ideas and all this, but we haven't figured it out. We I, haven't. I, I can I can tell you like this too. Um and people get mad when I say this, but I can say it again anyway. Um that's probably part of kind of the reason why Bahamas Junk Canoe Carnival was a flop. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, probably, yeah, probably. We we just we haven't figured it out. Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten the sound right. I tried, I tried something with with Junkin and Carnival, and it resulted in me winning mm-hmm. because it was what they were looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. They were talking about creating an international sound for our music, mm-hmm. and I tried to do that. Mm-hmm. A lot of the other contestants just did soca. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And of course, I think that's the real reason why they didn't win, and I did. You know, exactly. um, some of their songs to me um, internationally were much better than mine. Mm. Uh, but I, I did what the judges asked for. Yes. And that's and make a, a, a international sound for Bahamian music. music. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah. My jump in the line song was definitely Bahamian music. Shout out to Rick Carey. Um. Um. He took the idea that I had mm. in terms of. Um, a commercial Junkanoo sound mm-hmm. and brought it to reality, mm. you know? Yeah, so, that's, that's, that's boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. that's, that's what happened there. And, and to me, that, even that, um, as good as that was to me, that still wasn't the formula. Mm. We're still working. We're still working on it. Um, and I, I came up with this new, new music called Scholar Music. Scholar. All right. right. All right. Yeah. Called scholar music, so it's it's the music of the Bahamas, but it definitely lends to a modern sound mm. that 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 fights or that strives to to go international. Not right. right. But isn't the bush raking scrape from Cat Island, mm. right? Mm-hmm. But if you listen to it and you peel off some of the elements, mm. you could definitely take it to Cat Island. Okay, okay, you know? all right. But if you leave those elements on, you can go play it in the club. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So it's it's definitely a new sound that that I'm still working on, but I call it scholar music. I did some songs with it already. Mm-hmm. I did Sweet Emily's My Way. She did a cover of My Way. Okay. Okay. That uh, Bahamian Trey did a song called um, Steal the Show. Okay. Um, Shout out I, to Bahamian I, Trey. Yeah. That's one talented young dude, bro. Yes, Passionate. Bro. <laughs> Um, I also did a song with Sweet Emily called No More. Okay. Um, that's definitely scholar music. And um, it's a couple more. Oh, I did a song with Ilsha. Okay. Ilsha, got to look out for Ilsha, man. She she is going to do something. Shout She's out to Ilsha. Yeah, she has a song called Into You mm. um, uh, that I did. That's definitely scholar music as well. Okay. Um, and the list goes on. You know, mm. I'm definitely just trying to do my part to take the bohemian sound to the world and, and we can do it we gotta come up with the formula bro we gotta stay true to it and come up with the formula everyone who we emulate has done that so if we're emulating them then we know what we have to do exactly it's, I, it's interesting that you've said that because for me personally i've had jamaicans trinis Bayesians, and americans cubans they've all said to me basically the gist is you know, the music that y'all do is cool, but if I want to listen to good soca, I'm going to listen to, you know, uh, the Mighty Sparrow or Marshall Montano or, you know, Destro or one of them. You know, if yeah, you want to listen to good hip hop, we all know who to turn to. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. they, they were all like, why don't you all do music that helps me learn about your country? I don't know about the Bahamas. How do y'all deal with social injustice? How do y'all deal with um, the police? How do you deal with trifling bitches and hoes and dumbass niggas and things like that? How do y'all deal with that in your culture? 
Don't try to tell me about my culture. I'm already in my culture. You can't tell me about about my culture. I want to hear about yours. Right, right, yeah. You know, and and that that social aspect of it, you know, that's that's another part. You know, yeah. like it's it's whole spectrum of things. And at the end of the day, I think you know I don't have a problem with with rap artists. Um, or with Bahamians doing rap music, you know, I don't have a problem with mm. with Bahamians doing soca, reggae. I don't care. I've done all of them. Mm-hmm. I've done all of them. I love music on the whole, so I'm gonna do every genre. Yeah. But as far as pushing the Bahamas to the world, mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure that that it's it's the music of the Bahamas, so yes. people can. This is what it is. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not saying that um, the other genres can't make it. They can. Mm-hmm. They can and they will if you if you're consistent and work hard enough and make sure your music is better than the music that's already yeah, out okay, there. Yeah, that's but that's a tall task. Mm, so yeah, you know the industry is looking for things that are different. To me, that's how people make it mm. by being different, by standing out. And we have something that's perfect for us to stand out. We have the Bahamas. We, the Genesis. <laughs> We have the bombs. That's perfect. You don't have to look for nothing. Just be you. That's it. And you'll stand out. I, I, I think yeah. that's that's one of the the keys to even Bahamian Trey's success. Yeah. He sounds like Bahamian Trey. If if you if I mean it, let's look at his name. The first thing you see is Bahamian. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, so I mean, come on, man. I and I'll tell you this too. I see a lot of Sami stars elements in Bahamian Drake. You, uh, you, 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 you get what I'm saying with that? Yeah. So I, I think I think it's, and obviously he's not told me that. It's just when I, I see a lot of parallels between his rise and your rise. So I, know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm certain that there's a certain amount of influence there. Definitely. I, I was actually going to use um, that, his career, mm-hmm. Well, at the time it was it was him and um, um, two other two other young guys. Yeah. Um. They, they had like a group. I can't remember the name of the group, but they had like a group. It was Trey. Was uh, I think the other guy was Spicy D, mm. and um, it was another Fred. Father, Father Fred. Fred. Yes. It was a group of them, right? Mm-hmm. And they were the only or closest thing that I had ever seen to date. Mm to do like with mainstream music that I would have done mm. right mm-hmm. in terms of like stirring up social um social response in terms mm. of changing the vibes of wherever they went mm-hmm. screaming girls or people wanting pictures and autographs yeah and yeah that kinds of stuff like that 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 was the closest thing mm-hmm. like before them I didn't see it at all mm-hmm. when they came out that was the closest thing so mm-hmm. I was like yeah maybe that's hope yeah you know what yeah, I mean yeah 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 um, but obviously him and Trey kind of broke off and, and did his and thing did and continued thing. to rise yes and today, like I said, he got the new song, Steal the Show, which is definitely going to be um, a hit um, right. uh, in a short, short. Awesome. <laughs> one, one of the things, too, I, I kind of like about even this conversation we have now, Sammy, is you're not, you're very confident in yourself and you're confident in what you have done. And there is, I don't want to say cockiness. Um, but there's there's a definite sense of, you know, awareness of where you are in the industry. And, and, and I like that. I think more Bahamian artists need to have that about themselves. 
you know. Yeah. And and to, to be to be to be honest, like if you have done it, like that that needs to be acknowledged and respected. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Un- unfortunately, most most of my counterparts, mm-hmm. um, uh, my no, let me not say counterparts. Uh, most of my colleagues, yeah, okay. um, don't 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 really see it like that, and that's another problem I think we have in the industry. Mm-hmm. We don't really like to respect one another for what we've done, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't. You, you would have an artist that comes out tomorrow if he feels like he's a better singer than Sammy Star. Mm-hmm. That he doesn't show Sonny Star any respect. Which in right? is 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 poor because let's be all the way real. In in the entertainment space, not all of us get along. I understand that, right? But yeah, and that's fine. That's fine. But if yeah. if Blind Blake laid a foundation and then Ronnie Butler added another level to that foundation, and then Mabai them. Uh, you, I know you hear that name in a while. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> they, 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 they add another level to that foundation, and then KB did it, and then Sammy Starr did it, and then Bahamian Trey does it, and then Elcha does it. And let me just stop right there. If I didn't call your name, there's no disrespect. It's just we we just making an example here because I don't need y'all niggas back in my comment section again talking shit. But if these respective people have laid a foundation. And here, be, here comes a new artist that you mentioned. I'm sorry. You have no choice but to respect the fact that all of the people that I just mentioned made it possible for you to do what you were doing. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the way it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that would help the growth in the industry as well. Mm-hmm. But that's definitely not the norm, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you mentioned the term awareness. It's definitely awareness and not cockiness. Mm-hmm. Because I'm definitely not going to go in the room and be like, I did this yeah. already. I mean, I'm definitely not going to do that. If, if you acknowledge what I did, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well. And I'll sit in my corner. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. definitely, like, pub, like, you know, out out, out in the public dealing with my uh, colleagues and the kind of stuff like that, I'm definitely humble with it because I think that's the best way to go. Mm-hmm. But if you have a conversation with me about it, I'll definitely tell you what I did. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'll definitely tell you what I did. And yeah, I am taken aback most times by the fact that just about everyone um, in, in the music industry doesn't really acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm definitely taken aback by it. You know, I can't I can't lie mm-hmm. because I, I worked hard to do those things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I totally get it. That's just where we are. Mm. And that's one of the reasons, um, again, why we, why we having such a difficult time building things. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't, we don't even respect our foundation. So if you don't respect your foundation, you're not going to stand on it. Mm. You're going to go somewhere else to stand on something else. You know, mm. um, you got to respect and love your foundation and then you stand on that and that, that takes you higher than you were before. Mm. You know, um, so we, we got a lot of work to do with that. So mm-hmm. I think it all goes back. And, and again, that, that's a part of the mentality. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, bro, it is really our mentality. Okay. It's our mentality. You know, I, yeah. I, I see a stark difference between our mentality mm-hmm. and the mentality of, say, Jamaica or, or Trinidad and Tobago, mm-hmm. even Haiti. Yes. Uh, Cuba. You, know, you know what I mean? Yes. These, these places, like their mentality is love. For their country and their sound mm-hmm. and the people that are good at doing it mm-hmm. you know what i mean um 
let's celebrate us, let's push us, let's love us. Yes. That's, that's their mentality. Yeah. The Bahamas, we completely different, bro. Boy. We, we love us. We'll celebrate us. But that's after you make it. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? That's yeah. after you make it. Mm-hmm. If you don't make it yet, then, you know, we ain't really celebrate. Maybe. Last example I use right. is um, Chantel O'Brien. Ah, right? yes. Chantel O'Brien. Shout out to Chantel O'Brien. Did, yes. She just first Bahamian ever in the history of the country mm-hmm. to crack the top 10 yes. in the Miss Universe pageant. Yes. Right? Yes. First Bahamian in history to do it. Right? Mm-hmm. But do you know how long Chantel O'Brien has been in pageants in the Bahamas before she went to Miss Universe? The, yeah. the, the only reason why I know that is because I know one of her, her friends and mentors and and. She has been talking about it for a while, but even I didn't quite fully grasp how long she has been in pageantry. Long, bro. Long, long. We, t- we, we, talking, we talking double-digit years. Yes, bro. Well over 10, 11, maybe even 12 years. Yes. Right? Um, she's been doing it. Mm. But who cares? Right? Yeah. Who cares? She didn't make it to top 10 in Miss, in Miss Universe, so mm-hmm. nobody cared. You, know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it should have been a thing, whereas, oh, this is a very talented behemoth. She's working. She's mm-hmm. focused. She even opened her own um, uh, school to teach um, young ladies. Yes, how to yes, I, yes, yes. She does have an etiquette school, that. yes. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't celebrate that. Yeah. We didn't celebrate that at all. You see what I'm saying? And you, so, you know, uh, you, you know what's the sad part about that? Even after she was able to do what she did, there was still a very vocal, albeit minor, but vocal part of the populace. Was like, oh, man, she's half Haitian. She, I, I, wait, 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 wait. No, yeah, fuck, I saw fuck, that. Man. Come on now. I saw that and I completely ignored it because that was the most asinine um, asinine digression I had ever heard in my life. Wow. So I didn't even bother I didn't even bother commenting on it because it was only going to get me upset, which proves, mm-hmm. which proves the level of of of, of, of the mentality of, uh, in general floating around our okay. country, which okay. proves it. Right. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, bro, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> I, I, I don't want time. Boy, I, 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 I get upset just thinking about that. <laughs> I don't want time. I didn't even bother joining the discussion because it was stupid. It was absolutely stupid to yeah, me. Yeah. So you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not worried about. What the most popular country, entertainment-wise, in the world is the United States of America. Mm-hmm. You find me. You find me. Ten percent of the entertainers from that we celebrate as America, that's, that America celebrates as American, mm-hmm. that are original Americans. Ten percent find me. Ten percent. You can't because they are. Damn, that's Fox, bro. If they're Jamaican, they Haitian. If they're Haitian, they Asian. If they're Asian, they European. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this too. If if they're in the nationalities you just mentioned, what a lot of us don't realize is some of them are Bahamian. Bahamian. I was just about to say that. Bahamian as well. So, and, and they don't have a problem with it. They're, they're, they're saying, oh, no, we can't celebrate that win because their parents ain't from America. No, nobody's no, saying that. No, no. We're saying it, though. Yes. We're saying it, though. Oh, boy. We're saying it. 
But I, I mean, in, in, in Chantel's case, okay, yes, her mother may be from Haiti. Okay, fine. But she born and raised here. She's represented this country extremely well in the in her entire career. Like, can't we just celebrate that? We are just celebrating that. I don't care about anything else. Ah, there we go. There we go. But you know what? You know what? Shout out to, to Mama as well. Because uh, it, clearly and obviously, if it wasn't for Mama's upbringing, we wouldn't have the queen that we have today. Yeah, that's correct. So, 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 that's, so, that's even a discussion for me. Chantal is the queen. She's a Bahamian queen. And yes. That's, that's only in short of it, bro. That, the, ain't, ain't not good. There you go. Now, I do want to switch gears a little bit here. Um, you're going to get into something that's a little bit more personal and, and um, private to you, sir. Um, in, was it early, around early to mid 2020, you were the victim of a, a robbery attempt? Is, that, is, it, is it correct for me to say that? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Um, I remember hearing this story, and I was in Virginia at the time, and I was deeply bothered by that. And for whatever reason, I couldn't get in contact with you. But um, I came across the story in the Tribune, and the line that really jumped out at me was, you asked them not to take your life in front of your family. That was the part that really bothered me. Because I'm like... Who the fuck are these little young punks? You see what I'm saying? That that had the balls and the nerve to 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 try this shit. You see what I'm saying? Um, could you kind of tell us a little bit about what happened? Um, the events leading up to that. Well, the events leading up to that, I asked <laughs> about the my yeah. car and go in out. Yeah, that was the event leading up to that. That, that was right around the time when. The lockdowns and stuff had just started. Okay, okay. Right? It was around that time. And it was around the time, I think, when, you know, when tensions were high in terms of people trying to figure out where they were to get food and money from. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is when everybody was definitely um, concerned about how they would feed themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, um, yeah, it was just a regular night, regular routine night. Um, it was right before curfew. Mm hmm Ten minutes before curfew, okay. I pulled up home. I was just getting out of the car, and these two dudes were walking past. One of them raised their hand, say hello, mm. and so I didn't, I didn't, you know, I, I mean, I thought it was weird for them to have t-shirts wrapped around their head, mm. as, as opposed to just wearing a mask. Okay, um, but I was like, maybe they don't have a mask, you okay. know? Yeah, and so because I've, I, I have seen that done before. Mm. Um, so I didn't really take notice. So I was definitely surprised when they circled back around and stuck the gun in, in my chest, you know? Yeah. Um, please, yeah that, please, please, Brother Sami, please tell me that they have been caught. I have no idea. I don't uh, think so, actually. Okay. I don't think so. Mm. Um, I don't think they've been caught. Mm. Um, I don't think the investigation into trying to catch them even went very far. Wow. Uh, I think that was a typical, you know, thing mm -hmm. um, as far as crime goes in the country. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you catch them? You know, um, I didn't see the faces. Mm -hmm. I don't know where they came from. I don't know where they went. How do you catch them? That's true. You, you, I'm seriously, you yeah, know, yeah. let's just be realistic. How yeah. do you catch them? Yeah. You know, the, the only way that's 
possible period is if someone comes forward and say i know who did that okay that doesn't happen you don't catch them no let's let's be realistic yeah and i think police police officers knew that mm-hmm. so i think what they did was just due diligence mm-hmm. um in terms of trying to you know to put the public at peace and put me at peace okay um but no i don't think anything came out of that wow. um I'm just grateful to the most high yes. for um, allowing that to not turn in, in another direction. Yeah. I'm just grateful yeah. for that. I, I was, like I said, when I first heard it, I was in Virginia and I was bothered by it. And the very first thing that came to my mind was MDs. And I was like, not again. <laughs> Okay, I hadn't read the story completely. I was very glad to find out that you were all right and that your family was all right. Um, speaking of which, you know, how are they doing? Oh, they're fine now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, um, I think primarily because I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't show them. Mm. Uh, the the emotional trauma mm-hmm. that it, it actually put me through, mm-hmm. you know, because um, my, my kids were at the window, they were kind of looking looking out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, so thankfully, they weren't. I mean, they weren't able to see me like laying on the ground or okay. whatever, okay. was standing over me. Like mm-hmm. they they probably saw the dude and the other guy mm-hmm. like rummaging through the car and stuff, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, but from where the window is where the wall is and stuff they wouldn't be able to see me laying on the ground but they would have just seen that like basically what was happening in terms of mm-hmm. um these these two guys and all that kinds of stuff you know yeah. um and and you know when when the guys got up and, and ran away i think one took my hat off of my head mm-hmm. and when they took my hat off of my head everything stopped mm-hmm. right yeah everything stopped and it was like complete silence, dead silence for like five seconds. Mm. And then the next thing I knew, they were just running away. Mm. Okay. You know, mm. I don't know what happened between the time they took my hat off of my head and threw it on the side and and then them getting up and running. I have no idea. Okay. I didn't care. I was just happy that they were gone. And I just stayed on the ground for like about maybe 10 seconds or so and then I slowly got up and they yeah. were not there anymore. Okay. You know, um and that's that was that. Okay. Well we that we we are we are definitely thankful that um they didn't go another route. Um the 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 question for me then becomes how does an experience like that, you know, how does it change you as a man? How does it affect your artistry? You know, could you give us some insight about that? You know what? I I am not going to lie. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. I am built um, in a very weird way, mm-hmm. right? Ever since I was a young man, I realized that I am I'm very strange, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that and that in a way, whereas things affect me differently from um, the way they affect um, the average person. Mm-hmm. Right, I deal with with pain and um, um, stress mm-hmm. and um, um, hurt mm-hmm. and anger and stuff different differently from 
the average person. You know, like when they do those studies and stuff like that. Yeah. I would be in the one percent or mm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that kind of way. Okay. I say that to say, um, I've reflected on it many times. Mm -hmm. Um, but it hasn't changed anything. Mm. I still I still carry on my days as if I gotta I gotta make things happen. Mm -hmm. Um, I still you know, I still feel love and, and care and support the same way. Mm -hmm. I still uh, you know, I'm I'm still confident in, in my ability to stick around to see my children grow up and get married. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, um mm -hmm. it hasn't like I haven't experienced any emotional distress and trauma that would mess me up mm -hmm. mentally. Yeah. Well and I then, haven't. and then there's 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 a lesson of strength in that that I think um a lot of Bahamians and in particular Bahamian men should find in that, you know. So, you know, I guess I thank you is in order um, for that. Because I, I don't think a lot of persons quite know how to navigate trauma like that. Um, but there, in, there is an example in you for that. So, like I said, I, I thank you is in order. And I would hope that anybody that's listening, you know, to this interview and here's your experience and here's you say that you were able to, you know, pull through that. I hope they can draw inspiration from that example. Yeah, I hope, I hope so too, bro, because at the end of the day, my main thing is um, if, if, if you are not available to those um who hold you responsible for their well-being mm -hmm. um then then it changes the trajectory for both of you mm -hmm. you know and mm -hmm. and i and and for me i have to i'm i'm always aware of that mm -hmm. and so if i'm capable of dealing with something mm -hmm. and not passing it on to someone mm -hmm. i do that okay you know i do that because i think as a responsible person uh, or a person with responsibilities, mm. I think that's important. Mm. And at the end of the day, bro, it's easier said than done. I definitely <laughs> know. But, but yeah, it's definitely easier said than done. But if you have, if you have something that needs to be done, if you have a path that you need to to follow, mm. you have to do it. Yes. Um, even even if you get hurt along the way, mm -hmm. you get discouraged there's some pain, if there's some trauma, you still have to forge that path. Mm -hmm. That's the only way you get to, to your goals. At the end of the day, when I walked away from that, I walked away from that realizing that tomorrow I still got to work mm -hmm. to make sure um, the lights are on. Mm -hmm. I can't sit down. I can't sit down in the corner and be like, well, I was robbed with a gun in my head, so now beat, um, B BPL, you all have to leave my light on for the rest of, of my life until mm -hmm. uh, I'm mentally stable again to work. Mm -hmm. like, I don't, there might be a court somewhere in the world, possibly <laughs> in the U S where <laughs> I can do that and, 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 and get uh, some kind of residual income <laughs> for mental trauma, mm -hmm. but not, not here, you know? So um, you gotta pull it together and still take care of your responsibilities. Yeah. Well, you mentioned something um, earlier in your answer that I, I kind of also want to get your extended answer on. Um, and, and you talked about having a support system. I think 
everyone, especially listening, understands that you need to have a support system. But from Sammy Starr's perspective, how important is having a, a support system around you? Well, you know, I found out that lately that's very important. Mm. It's very important. But you remember earlier I mentioned that I, I'm just a strange guy. So for <laughs> me, I, 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 I base everything on my, my own personal determination to make it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I feel like once I know that I got to hit a goal, mm -hmm. I'm going. Mm -hmm. whether, whether you support me or not, I'm going for it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, lately I've realized that even if you have that kind of mentality, mm -hmm. it's always good to have that affirmation from your support system, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that encouragement to keep you going, to keep, you know, to keep pushing you. And mm -hmm. the affirmation definitely comes from, I guess, if you believe in a higher power from the most high. Yes. And then, um, and then of course, your family, the, the persons that are close to you, your family, loved ones, mm -hmm. and, you know, your closest friends. With with with, keep with, accountable. with 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 you mentioning family was, what was your experience like? Was the support there at the beginning, or was that something that had to be built and grow over time? No, I was always there. Like with Excellent. my um, family came from the Poitier family, mm -hmm. right? My mom, dad, and siblings. It was always there because then you know we're we're a musical family. Mm, okay, everyone plays and sings and writes and all that kind of stuff. So excellent. It was always a thing where we all we all wanted to be um, famous for music, you know. Okay, okay. Or successful in music in some in some sense. Okay, okay. So it, anytime you did something good, as far as that's concerned, it was always it was always a push. Mm, you know, right. um, yeah. Parents always supported me with you know my music. My my mom wanted me to become a lawyer and all that kind of stuff, politician stuff though. But I mean, but you know, outside of that. You know, she she knew the stock that I was from. Yeah. Um, so she still always supported me music. My dad, that's that's the music stock. So okay, okay. That, that was no brainer there. All right, all right. So it was all good. With my wife and my children, you know, they were always mm. um, supportive okay. of, of everything. Okay. So I did, I never had a problem there. All right. Well, I mean, you you mentioned your mom wanted you to be a lawyer and get into politics. There was an attempt at that, but we can save that for the next show. <laughs> <laughs> I so, say that for the next one because that's a podcast by itself. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, we, 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 we coming down to the end, sir. So there's just two more things that I personally would like to ask. Um, mm -hmm. when, when you look at yourself now, what would present day 2021, 2022 Sammy Star get in a time machine and go back and tell his younger self? What would that be? Get the business right. Get the business right. Get, get the business right. That mm -hmm. is what I would tell myself. Get the business right and put more into the formula. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, the young Sammy star just getting out of the blocks, running that 60 meters of, of, of the 200 meters in, in, in 0 0.2 seconds instead <laughs> of pacing myself. Okay. Um, I would definitely tell myself... Um, Follow the steps better. Mm -hmm. Follow the steps better and get your business right. Mm -hmm. Follow the steps better and that there's there's a there's definitely a, a playbook. Okay. You know, okay. Um, I wasn't really paying attention to the playbook because I was just so hard to record mm -hmm. and so hard to perform and mm -hmm. so hard to be well known. But mm -hmm. 
you know, and I guess that comes with having a team around me too. I was doing everything myself. Mm. You know, I had, I had and still have Big L, um, who was kind of helping me like with the, the Oh, booking. Big L. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Shout out, to, shout out to Big L. Yeah. He's helped me with the booking part of things okay. and then conversations with promoters and all those kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. He was definitely helping me with all of that. So okay. I didn't have to worry about that. Okay. Like okay. you calling me for sure. You would call him. Okay. Know? Okay. Right. Um, but outside of that, and then he's helped me a lot with like writing and song concepts and stuff like that too. Okay. Um, but you know, like playbook wise, if I paid attention to the playbook, mm-hmm. which is kind of recording a song, then exploring all the marketing areas for it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, A to Z. Where do you put it on radio? Where do you put it on social media? Where mm-hmm. do you do a newspaper ad? Where do you, you know, do a jingle for a company and use the song in that? Okay, you know, okay, um, okay. yeah. Where do you visit a a business establishment or a school or like just a playbook then do a music video then do, you know what i mean yeah like step-by-step step process okay follow okay. that to a t i would tell my my uh my younger self that mm. and if i i think if i had done that um, i think i would have been a little further on than i am right now okay okay I, i'm hoping that the younger artists and even the more the, the older ones that may not have necessarily follow that path you know i hope they also take a lesson from that because it's never too late as long as you could draw a breath nope. <laughs> nope it's never too late i'm doing it now good. doing it now and it's turning out pretty good all right all right final question so what is in future for sammy star are we gonna get some new music are we gonna get a, a, a music video with you and your abs out whining on a mechanical bull <laughs> Screaming, oh, like, you know. legions of screaming female fans, and, <laughs> and these days some male fans. Ah, oh, see. Anyway, <laughs> um, listen to me. Listen to me, bro. Um, yeah, but, yeah. You can you can get the music video, you can get the new new music, and and you're gonna get an, an album finally. Finally, you realize I've never released an album before. Album. That's. Uh, um, that was that, that was an interesting uh, observation that I have. It's like Sammy has put out a lot of good music all this time, and uh, no, no album, none whatsoever. Okay. Yep. So you're gonna get a first album from me in 2022. Okay. Very first one, hmm. and um, and then I'm releasing three albums actually. Uh, the first one is going to be uh, first one's going to be the bridge. Right. Okay. The bridge is a collaboration effort between me. And a lot of young, rising Bahamian talent that mm-hmm. focus on uh, bringing out the Bahamian sound. Okay. Uh, and and a lot of the pioneers, right? And so you, you, so this 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 will feature the scholar music that you you talked about earlier. Predominantly scholar music. All right. Right. And uh, so it's between us as young artists and um and the pioneers, anywhere from a sweet Emily to a Veronica Bishop to a Gino mm. D to a D Mac okay. to you know what I mean? All right. And the list goes on. Um Iris Store, list mm. goes on. Yes. Uh, and then the, the album after that is gonna be an ode uh, to the music that I love. Remember I mentioned this. Uh I love R and B music. Yes. Um so the the next one is well, these are mixtapes. The mm. first one, the bridge is gonna be an album. Mm. Um the other two are mixtapes, and that's called one is called R and B Island. Okay. Right. R and B Island is is um is my take on 
on R&B music, but it focuses on island sound, mm, right? That's okay. become really popular over the years. I think Justin Bieber made it popular. A lot of artists mm. made it popular. Yes, yes. A lot of a lot of world-renowned DJs made it popular. Okay. Uh, where they use that like that tropical sound um, and have people singing smoothly over it. Mm, okay. Um, it's gonna be that's gonna be the second one. That's a mixtape. Third one is actually we're sticking with the island thing. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be rap island. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, and so I'm going to have, I'll be on it, but I won't be like leading the song. All the songs are going to be led by rap artists. Okay, okay. Like like a Bahamian Trey, like a Nakaz, like Nikaz. a Twin Dem, like, oh. uh, you know what I mean? Shout out to Nakaz like, uh, and Twin Dem. Shout out to Bahamian yeah. Trey again. Yeah, so it's going to be like these kind of guys are going to be on the album. It's, it's pretty much their songs, but I'll be like doing the hook. Okay, okay. Uh, it's like concepts like that. Okay. Right? Okay. So, yeah, so it's. It's those three in particular that I'm definitely looking forward to for 2022. All right, all right. So we'd be, be still going with uh, Starboy Inc. Um, actually, no. I I switched it. I switched it, okay. and um, we're now working with uh Saint St. 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 Dot. You know the abbreviation for Saint. Yeah. St. Dot. Okay. Okay. Uh, so it's Saint P O, like P as as in uh, P O as in Poitier. Mm-hmm. Right, um, st.po company is, is the name of the, okay. the company. Okay, that's the one that I have branded. That's the one that I paperwork is right for. Okay, <laughs> okay. all right. So it's Saint Paul Company. Okay, that's the name of the brand. Um, so everything is going to be under that, and the production company that's under that is called Look at Daddy. It's called okay. Look at Daddy. Yeah. Okay, 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 all right. So we got some. Some big things are going. <laughs> yeah, man, things gonna be things gonna be nice in twenty twenty two. All right, all right. I might I might show the abs, I ain't sure. But right now I ain't got none. So I oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, you need to get on that genuine uh 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 the, the genuine workout program though. Yeah, I own it. I own it. I own it. <laughs> yeah, a couple months to go, but I own it. Man, so but Asami, I wanna thank you very much um for giving us your time, sir. And just giving us your insights on on the industry and the country. Uh, what we're going to do, I, I I wanted to ask a question about this particular track, but something tells me that two is a a a uh uh how should I say that 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 two is a topic for another day. Uh, I I sure you remember this one. Welcome back to Winner Day. We have a few contestants on the line. <laughs> yeah. Contestant number one, hello. Hello, this is CJ Prince. Hey, CJ. You know something? Uh, hey, hold on, CJ. You know, yeah, let, 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 let's quickly talk about this. Um, This particular track, Sami Star, CJ Priest, Sketch Carry, uh, Pick Me. Um, One of the things that always got me about the, the description of this song is that you'll never see nothing like this before, and you probably won't see anything like this again. Uh, Take t- 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 us back to... The creation of this song and what was the vibe at that time? You know what? Um, that's a that's a easy story, quick story. Okay, okay. That song is actually the brainchild of world-renowned photographer Sherrod Lightborn. Yeah, shout out to Sherrod L. Yeah, um, yeah, SL. Yeah. yeah, that song is actually the brainchild of Sherrod Lightborn. Um, mm-hmm. Sherrod was doing uh, he, you know, building his brand at the time. Mm-hmm. He wanted to do a photo shoot with like all of the top male singers mm. 
um, that were out at the time that were making all the girls scream and all that kinds of stuff, you know? Mm. Um, and he contacted me, he contacted Sketch, he contacted CJ. Mm. And he was like, we got to do this, you know? Mm. And we were having lunch um, after the photo shoot. And he was like, you know, it would be really cool if y'all actually do a song together. Mm-hmm saying or asking the ladies um which one of y'all are they gonna pick like say pick me and then you say no pick me and then you say no pick me right so he's literally saying this at the table Mm. while we're eating Mm. right and so and we all looked at each other he's like that is dope he's like say no more right (laughs) (laughs) say no more all right and then of course so cj cj and sketch um then went into the studio Mm. Um, went into the studio and they came up with CJ and Sketch came up with the initial concept for the song okay um they wrote the initial concept for the song when I came to the studio they had already have they had already had the track mm. right? well most of the track they had already had it Sketch had already laid down the idea mm. CJ had already come up with um, most of the lyrics the chorus they definitely had that okay. they had that down yeah it was mm. they pretty much had the chorus mm. not all of the verses and so when I came in, I was like, man, this is crazy, right? Yes. yes. Um, and so they were like, you got to write your verse. And so I, I wrote my verse, mm. right? Um, and then I was like, you know what this needs? This needs a killer bridge, mm. you know? Yes. And so I was like, let me get that for a second, right? And uh, so Sketch Movie let me sit down. I was like, let's think Michael Jackson, ah, right? Mama. I said, let, I said, let's let's think Michael Jackson. Right, and so right. there's a pop song. He goes, listen up to my love. Yep, yep, yep. Right? Yep. That is pure Michael Jackson. Right? <laughs> and so I was like, let's do this. And so I played the chords. Right? I played the chords. I was like, this is perfect. I said, this is the perfect transition from the regular part of the song mm. into the semi go back into the song. Right. And so we included that in there. We, you know, we, we wrote the lyrics to that piece and then... Mm put it in and that song when that thing came out that thing i mean exploded yes, across the yes country. i i i have to i have to say that's like if we talking and, and, and I, i'm trying to lotion the eye right but i mean if we talking like top five contemporary songs coming out of the bahamas yeah pick me have to be mentioned in that list i'm sorry yeah i think pick me gotta be Pick me gotta be either one or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't even. Pick me gotta be one or two in terms of top contemporary songs coming out of country last two days. Pick me gotta be one or two. I I tell you this too. Um, like the thing what instantly connected me with the song and made it Bahamian was the line when you said, "Take you from prepaid to postpaid." Yeah. Everybody could understand what you read when you said every I always what had yeah. I always had a thing, regardless of the genre of of making a, a song relatable, right? Yeah, um, always had a thing, and so when I put that in there, it's like I know that I can get everybody. What <laughs> I thought I could get everybody, <laughs> and, it, and it sure did, bro. So it, it was all good. That song, even in my own personal releases, I think that song has to be top three. Mm-hmm. And the only songs I would put over that um, in my own personal releases would be obviously Good to Know You. Mm-hmm. And then I think the biggest hit of my entire career, which was I'll Never Leave. Yes. Um, just those two I would put over that. But mm-hmm. Pick Me Gotta Be number three. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah, man. 
do you all guys still stay in touch? You still talk to Sketch and CJ? Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, mm. not on a regular basis, like, we WhatsApp one another every day. No, but mm. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I see Sketch when I see him. I see CJ when I see him. Mm. Um, you know, Sketch still working real hard in the industry. Yes. Um, CJ has more, transitioned more on the gospel side. Okay, okay. Um, but he, he's still working. Okay. Um, yeah, so so that's where we are. Okay, yeah, we, right. we're still keeping in touch. All right, so shout out to CJ Priest, shout out to Sketch Carry, and definitely shout out to Sammy Star, veteran, senior man, record, Bahamian recording artist. We always got to throw that in there. You know, as a matter of fact, what we can do is as we close out the show, we can play, we can play the song one more time. But Sammy, thank you so much uh, for being with us today. And like I said, giving your insights and, and knowledge uh, to everyone here at the Codename Agents of Chaos podcast. Again, I want to take this opportunity to wish you and your family safe passage into 2022 and blessings in the winter solstice, my brother. Blessings to you too, man. I appreciate you for having me on. All right, all right. So this has been the Codename Agents of Chaos podcast. You can find us on all of your favorite platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, all that good stuff. You can find us online. Just Google the Codename Agents of Chaos podcast. We are going out with CJ Priest, Sammy Starr, and uh, Sketch Carry, the song is Pick Me. Welcome back to Winner Date. We have a few contestants on the line. Contestant number one, hello. Hello, this is CJ Priest. Hey, CJ. Yeah, I'm calling into Winner Date with Shante. Hey, hold on, CJ. Contestant number two, hello. Yo, yo, this is Sketch. What you saying, Sketch? I'm trying to win a date with Shante. Hold for me, Sketch. Contestant number three, hello. Hey, what up? This is Sammy. Sammy Star? Yeah, can I still win the date? Well, Sammy, let's see who she's going to pick. Pick me, pick me. You acting like you don't know what to do. Some kids, cars, a house, a dog. Take you from prepaid to power.